If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, fellow gamers. Welcome to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. We are three dads who are also lifelong gamers, and on Thursdays like today, we break down recent gaming news. I am your host, Paul, and joining me, he's calling in from the KFC down the road from his house because not only does he love chicken, he also loves Diablo 4. It's Michael. Oh, yes. My nickname tomorrow will be Meat Sweats, everyone. I have had the sandwich made of meat piled on meat with buns of meat. Funny thing, buns of meat was my nickname in, in college, so... Yeah. Oh, doesn't get any better. (laughs) All right. And with us, he's been waiting a long time for a competitive multiplayer game to grab his attention. Maybe he's found it, at least here for the next couple of days. We'll have to find out in a moment. It's Josh. You know, I love competition, man. It's so great. I love just wrecking other people. Is is that bad? (laughs) Is that a bad thing? No, I don't think so. We have not had any competitive multiplayer games really since like Overwatch 2 released. There was a little bit around Warzone 2.0, but we've really kind of been in a drought here for a while. I need I need something like that in my gaming rotation for sure. Yeah. Well, maybe we have it. Let's let's cover this game first. All right. Our first story of the week, in case our listeners out there haven't heard about it, there is a new game that is free to play. It is a first-person shooter, sort of mixed with a battle royale, called The Finals. It is currently in closed beta until March 21st, and we think it's going to probably release later this year. Basically, in a nutshell, the way it works is that there are multiple rounds. Inside each round, there are four teams of three that face off against each other. You run around a map, you have to grab loot, you have to go to a place to cash it out. At the end of the match, whoever has the most money goes on to the next round. And kind of March Madness style, it goes up the bracket until you reach the finals, and then you try to win the championship round. The thing that actually makes this different from other competitive first-person shooters is the fact that The environment is almost completely destructible. You can actually demolish entire buildings. You can crash your way in through the roof and try to shoot players from above. That's kind of what sets this one apart from other PvP games. What are your guys' thoughts about this finals? This is a shooter that I actually look forward to, to be honest with you, because uh, everyone knows I'm not a shooter player. I'm terrible at them. I'm probably actually okay at them. I think I'm harder on myself, but... Adding in that layer of confusion and mayhem of being able to throw objects and destroy things around, 
I think it it just adds an element of fun that I think that if I can go in and just be better at learning how the environment crumbles as you destroy different pieces and confusing other players, it might actually give me a tactical advantage, which would be more fun to play. So I looked at it. I thought it was a breath of fresh air. I'm actually looking forward to this one. And it's so funny because I don't I said that aloud when I watched the trailer yesterday to a buddy. I was like, I I actually want to play this game. And I've never said that about something like Apex or Valorant or anything like that. You know, it's not my type of game. Yeah, I watched a stupid amount of footage on this game for some reason, which tells me that <laughs> I'm more interested in it than I I think I let on to myself. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those where it's like, I'm more interested in this game than I realize because of how much I've watched it. It is, this is a perfect example to me of a game that takes nothing completely new, but puts it all together in a way that makes it feel kind of fresh. Um, it's not about a royale. Hands down, it is not. It is a multi-team competitive shooter, which I like. Like, how many, are there any other multi-team shooters out there other than, like, Warzone, which is a Battle Royale, or unless you play, like, Resurgence or something like that? I can't think of one. Well, it's a Battle Royale in that you go down a March Madness tree. You do fight your way to be the one team left at the end. You're just only fighting in four groups at a time until you reach the last round. And you're doing a heist. But it's not a traditional Battle Royale in that sense. It's not one round where you fight to be last, you know, but it's... Battle Royale-ish. It has like a, a light element to it. Yeah. So the thing with the finals is the banking of cash in the round is how you actually proceed. This is not Call of Duty. This is not, hey, the highest kill count or kill death ratio wins. It doesn't matter. If you get team wiped, you lose cash. I think you lose half your cash, actually. So you don't want to get team wiped. But the mechanics are really neat in the sense that if all you're focusing on is murking the other team, you're probably not going to do that great. You have to get these cash drops and you have to bank them. And when you bank them, that is it alerts everybody. And so then you kind of have to defend that. I love the fact that they throw that in there. I like the fact that they throw in uh, that people have abilities. So you get different things. You get a uh, almost like a the the rope line. Like uh, what's the guy a from grapple. Apex? Isn't it? Yeah. What's the guy? I'm kind of uh, I oh gosh, Apex Todd always played him. I don't remember his name. He's the robot. Yeah. Oh man. I yeah, can't you can remember. tell how long We're it's been old. since we played Apex. So, <laughs> but anyway, you get that. You get uh, this really cool, like foam deployable foam barrier, which is neat. You get shock paddles, a la Battlefield. So there's just a lot of little neat things that they have put together to make what, in my mind, looks like a very fun shooter. Well, they add an extra element with the piece around, like the announcer, like Team Four bank their cash. And there's like you know, there's just fun things they call out that just it adds another layer of excitement to the game that I was just really pleased with it, it looked interesting by the way pathfinder is the character's name uh, i know <laughs> i kept thinking lifeline and i'm like it is not lifeline <laughs> no. man yeah <laughs> pathfinder also being a mediocre carla urban movie unfortunately the one mm. bad one he made <laughs> so i think there is some really neat stuff in the finals i do also really like that they add random mechanics throughout the match that just kind of throw a little bit of a monkey wrench in the system it might all of a sudden give you low gravity where i was watching a lot of <laughs> clips where if you grapple something directly above you you're gonna fly half a mile into the sky and so if you're a good sniper that gives you a good opportunity but it also makes you vulnerable to other snipers it can also call down meteor showers and things like that that are pretty neat I think the thing that bothered me the most is the time to kill. The time to kill in this game is incredibly long, and characters can pull out 
like a, a shield in front of them that kind of delays dying even more. So it it looks a little bit like, you know, if anyone played the cycle way, way, way back before it was rebooted like Escape from Tarkov, you would get in these matches where you could run and slide and run around corners and fights could sometimes be a full minute. This reminds me of that a little bit because the time to kill is so long. I like that. I, I think maybe it's because I'm getting older and my reflexes aren't as good, but I enjoy a slightly longer time to kill. That's why I think Overwatch is so fun to me because it's less frustrating. Like, you know, games like Counter-Strike, I don't really play a lot of Counter-Strike anymore, Valorant, because I round a corner and I'm insta-dead. Just instantly, like one shot to the head and I'm, and I'm like, oh man, I just, that, that frustrates me. Whereas a slightly longer time to kill, I enjoy because it allows me just that extra second or two to think or maybe take cover or react in that case. Yeah, I I think that it is a little funny when you see someone fire a grenade launcher three rounds directly into the opponent and they're still alive. But it does give you that opportunity mm. to strategize, work as a team. I think the really good snipers are going to absolutely wreck in this game because that's the one character where you can get that automatic down with a headshot. Uh, the last thing I will say, I was looking up some stats on the finals and we don't know how many people were invited into the open beta or the closed beta, but the... Uh, the the viewers on Twitch hit a huge spike right away on day one, 125,000 viewers, and then it just immediately dropped. I was also looking at the number of players on Steam, and it's not a huge number, but again, we don't know how many got in, but it did hit an all-time high of 13,000 five days ago, and ever since then, the daily highs tend to be around five to 6,000, so a little more than half dropped off from there. So I don't know that that's necessarily a great sign of lasting power, but the game's going to be free to play. I have no doubt a lot of people are going to jump into it. We're just going to have to wait until we hear a release date because right now it's still just soon. So we don't know when it's actually coming. I think one of the things about the beta too that might have influenced people to drop off fast is there is notorious performance issues in there. But about betas though, that's the thing is betas are by definition, a test. And the whole point is to try and break the game. So I'm not concerned about the lag and the issues with the balance that they're talking about, because the point of it is to get more players in, but not a full launch, get them to break the game so they can fix it. I think it's fine. And I think that might be why people are dropping off is they're watching. They're like, oh, this looks buggy and janky. I'm gonna watch something else. Who knows? Yeah, I guess a lot of players getting constant static in their headphones too, which would right, be very that annoying. would drive me bananas. <laughs> yeah, I get like Halo Infinite pacing vibes from this game, but with multiple teams and some objectives throughout the map. I personally am really excited for it. Again, I love competitive games. This is a kind of game where I could see having a group of buddies that you can hop in and play with. Um, it, the graphics are great. The guns look good. The abilities look good. There's a lot of verticality. There's the destructible environments. There's, there's just a lot of pieces going for this that I think sound exciting. I, I think this is in, in regards to like Twitch viewership. I mean, I did watch a good bit, but this is definitely a game that I think is a lot more fun to play than to watch because it does start to look repetitive after a little while. But when you're in the game and you're rushing to try to bank your money and people are pushing you, you know, or you get that that clutch res off so your team doesn't lose half of their money, you know, that kind of stuff. I think that's going to lend to a lot more fun than just watching people do that because it just it doesn't it's not the same. Yeah, you very well might be right. All right. Well, for our listeners out there who aren't aware, we have a Patreon page available for people who want to help support our show. 
You can sign up starting at $5 a month, and supporters get access to our wildly fun Squadcast episodes. Those are released twice a month. You can go take a look at support options at MultiplayerSquad.com. Okay, time for our next story. Starfield is one of, if not the most anticipated game of the year. I think if you polled most people, you're probably going to get that or Zelda Tears of the Kingdom from almost everybody. We finally got a new release date for Starfield. Um, uh, uh, the punch card is almost full. I think we're getting close <laughs> on 10 reschedules here for Starfield. Oh, man. Man, we've, we just keep waiting and waiting. So Starfield is now set to launch on September 6th. And we also heard from Todd Howard that we are going to get a dedicated Starfield Direct on June 11th. We didn't get to see a whole lot that was new. Actually, we didn't see anything that was new. No. We just got a release date. Were you guys a little disappointed that it was really just kind of a teaser for the upcoming Direct? Whoa, 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 Paul. Before you say we didn't see anything new. We, we saw, saw a guy a, on a, we saw a guy sitting on a couch. We <laughs> saw No, there was a little there was the spaceship around the planet and then the swirly mm-hmm. Stargate looking thing. Incredible. Thing. There was zero gameplay on <laughs> right. this. Like, so I'm just trolling Paul because it is funny because apparently there were a good bit of people that lost their minds over the fact that they showed the game again. And then I'm like, where? Did I watch the wrong video? Right. right. No, so I went on me. this scavenger hunt on the internet to be like, where's the new Starfield gameplay? And then everybody's <laughs> talking about these stupid spinning rings. And I'm like, that wasn't gameplay, was it? And it was just so there's really nothing new to see as far as that goes. I was joking around before the show, before we started recording, because it's like, wait, there's a new release date? And then it was like, oh, that's right. They were saying first half of 2023. Is this news that Starfield announced a release date? Haven't they done this like six times now? I am... I am more encouraged by this than discouraged because the way that they announced it, having Todd Coward come out and acknowledge, hey, we know you've been waiting a while. We know this has been a long time coming. We're excited too. And then doubling down by saying you're going to see a lot more of this game on June 11th. They're almost holding their own feet to the fire to get this done and make this a permanent date. So I think as opposed to putting on a press release and saying, hey, here's our new date. They came on and said, it's done. Here's the game. And we have to have it done by then because we're going to show you on June 11th what this game is and you're going to get to play it two months later. I am more encouraged by this personally. I just think it's wildly funny that they came out, or he being Todd Howard, came out and said, we know you've been waiting such a long time and you want to see stuff, so we're not going to show you anything. But we just (laughs) want to let you know we're going to show you later. So to me, it almost felt like telling the first half of a joke and just not finishing it. Like, how long do we have to wait to see actual gameplay? We've seen a little bit. We've seen little snippets. They said all of them are playing this game all day, every day. The game is, you know, playable and all this stuff. So I'm just kind of sick of waiting. Part of me almost wonders if it's not a strategy to get free press. Like, let's just start throwing random dates. And every time we delay it, we're just going to get free news, free publicity. Ultimately, it's not going to matter. People are going to buy the game. I don't know. I I can't wait to see this Starfield Direct because I just want to see what the game actually is. Right. I did see something. This is a question for you guys, too, because I saw an article that said, is this going to mean that Bethesda is releasing a less buggy game? Right, like it. I mean, this game was supposed to. There was the hard release date of eleven eleven twenty two. That's right. when Starfield was supposed to come out. <laughs> right now, it's nine six twenty three. So almost an entire year later. 
I'm okay with them delaying the game. We have all become proponents of if you need more time to polish the game, polish the game. That's for sure. So does this mean that Starfield and Bethesda are going to actually release a game that is going to be in a good state finally? Because they've got to deal with Microsoft. They have all the funding in the, in the universe, right? So they can take their time or the flip side to that is, is Starfield in such a bad shape? that they need another year just to get it to the point where Bethesda throws a game out there and says, hey, deal with the thousand bugs you guys are used to dealing with. I think it's the latter. I think it's going to be a buggy mess like all Bethesda games. I think something was wrong to the point where they can't show gameplay footage right now, and that's why they delayed so long, because they're like, we have to fix this big thing. They worked around it. Now they have a solution for this big thing that might not necessarily be implemented yet, and that's why they put the July date out. So I think that they're going to release the same state of Bethesda that they always do, where it's going to be a janky mess, but they fix this thing that makes it playable. That's my thought. Yeah. The math side of me says, the pattern says it'll be a buggy mess. And I'm not inclined to buck against that until I see something different. So I'm more inclined to say it's probably going to be buggy. But in part, that's because they are so ambitious to make such a big game. When you make a game like Starfield, it's going to be a buggy mess because it's a unique big space game that we're not generally getting and it's completely different for Bethesda. You know, they've given us all these RPGs, but it's never been set in space with travel and things like that. So I don't know. I know a lot of people make a lot of snarky comments, but they're like, oh, great. It's coming out in September. I can't wait to play it until, you know, the end of 2024 when modders have fixed the game. And, and that might be the case. I'm really curious to see because we did get the gameplay demo that we saw last year and people people had a lot of concerns. The combat looked not so good. The frame rate was bad. You know, there were a lot of issues with what we saw. Now, there were some really good things. That's not to slander what's going on. But so when we see this new, you know, what are they calling it? The the Starfield Starfield Direct. Direct. Starfield Direct. I would like to see, and it will give me a lot more confidence if we see smooth frame rates and we see, oh, look, weapons are punchy, you know, this kind of thing. Because it's been a while now, right? So what have they accomplished in half of a year versus the old release date? If we see improvement, I'm going to get real excited real fast. If it still looks janky, I'm going to be like, oh, this is totally going to be a Bethesda release. I just inside, and I know we're going on this for a minute, but inside my head, I think like when it comes to Bethesda games, how can it be a buggy mess? Like, or, or, or have frame rate problems and stuff like that. Bethesda games all look and feel the same. They're using the exact same formula. When you look at any Bethesda game that's come out in the last 15, 20 years, you know it's a Bethesda game, and Starfield is no different. So if they're using the same formula, how does this one have problems with frame rate? Like, what's different? I don't know. I have no idea. All right, well, we are going to take a short break, and then we're going to come back and talk about Resident Evil 4 news, so make sure to stick around. We'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, so this week we got access to a Resident Evil 4 demo. I know that we are currently planning on deep diving this game. I always say planning because you never know how these games are going <laughs> to release. Ever since the Callisto Protocol, I feel like every deep dive that we're definitely going to do has to have a big asterisk. Oh, man. Uh, the demo here for Resident Evil 4 is pretty short. It's from very early on in the Resident Evil 4 game. It lasts, I don't know, maybe about 20 minutes or so. It kind of just exists to let you... See the graphics, get a sense of the atmosphere, get you hyped for more Resident Evil. Did you guys have a chance to check out this demo? I did. It, yeah, I played it, a little so, bit. So wait a minute. I do have a question because I played this demo. And is the goal to get me hyped about Resident Evil 4? Oh, yeah, thank 100%. you so much. Thank you so much. Because it for, worked, oh. guys. It worked for me. It's so freaking oh, good, I man. Just th- I just threw Michael a curveball because he's like, wait a minute. I didn't like it. But oh, no, there was baby. one so, I didn't like about it. But. So famously, <laughs> I have been zero hype for Resident <laughs> Evil 4. Zero, right? I, I mean, much to Paul's dismay because he's like, dude, this game's going to be great. It's Resident Evil. Right? It's, it's, it's the best Resident Evil, right? Resident Evil 4. And I just had no hype whatsoever. So finally, it's like, hey, let me pick up this demo. Let me play this thing. Number one, all my concerns about this game not being modernized to 2023 are gone for the most part. This game is beautiful, dude. I was literally shocked at how good this game looked. And that's when instantly I kind of went, oh, like, wait a minute now. Have I been completely wrong about all this? And then I started playing, and then you you get that Resident Evil feeling, man. The atmosphere, the finding bullets in a drawer where I'm like, oh, yes, I can fire my gun more. <laughs> like, <sighs> it just, this demo worked for me, man. Uh, it really did improve my hype level a lot. The lighting. The lighting was so good, and the way it lit up certain textures in the environment. You know, when you go into a game that's that dark, not like by tone, but by feel and look, oftentimes the lighting is just too difficult. It, Man, it looked beautiful. My only gripe, and this is the, and this is, I don't know, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but I feel like the movement of the character was just so 20 year old shooter. Like it was slow and clunky, and I couldn't get over that. Yeah, it was very, like, I'm like, I don't, I don't feel like I'm in full control of my character. I feel like sometimes the stick just kind of did what it wanted to do. Yeah, it's a little strafey. So if you hold straight left or straight right, your character just sidesteps as opposed to like turning, which is a little odd, but you get used to it pretty quick. Now, the the first half of this demo is really just walking around. There's really nothing else to it. You shoot like two guys and it's no big deal. And the Resident Evil Village demo was very similar because I played that on my PS5. It just lets you see the game. You read a couple notes and you don't really fight a whole lot. The coolest thing about this demo is 
is the last 10 minutes. They finally let you reach the village and you see another uh, agent who's tied up to a piece of wood. They light him on fire and then they just tell you, go fight your way through the little town. And you have so little ammo and you, you have one grenade and it's like, what am I supposed to do here? And you start running around, and there are so many more people <laughs> than you realize. You I got think mobbed it's, quick. You think it's a group of five. And next <laughs> thing you know, there's 30 people in this village. Then all of a sudden, this guy starts running through with a chainsaw and a sackcloth over his head. And I was like, yes. And I, I, of course, I know how this mission is going to end because I've played the original game. But you feel so overwhelmed and you think like this is impossible what am i gonna do and then all of a sudden finally you just have to outlast a certain amount of time you hear the church bells and everyone just stops and turns and then they all just start slowly walking away and it's like what is this like it's so exciting to try to find out what's going on here i want to play more i want to go through the full storyline again it's i'm so excited for this you know what popped in my head when I got to that part was I thought that, like, this is a genius way to end a demo. They're just going to overload us with the horde. We're going to die. And it's going to say demo over because I never played. I never played Resident Evil 4. So I thought it was going to end at that part. And it just it was shocking. Like, OK, it, it just seemed too much to, to live through. You know, I, I will say this confirms to me, too. And this sounds bad because I don't remember every game I've ever played. I never played Resident Evil 4. Like, I don't remember any of this stuff. Like, I, I mean, I played some Resident Evils, but I never played 4. I did not know what to do. I kept killing these people and trying to find more ammo and kill. And and then I realized after I died the first time, like, th- this horde is not ending, man. Like, apparently yeah. <laughs> I'm supposed to do something. And I didn't know if I was, like, trying to find, like, a well that I'm supposed to, you know, jump into and hide or what. But I loved that sense of tension and just running for my life, you know, um, throwing. I had one grenade, like you said, and I used it at the most (laughs) opportune time imaginable. And it felt so good to just blow up like 20 people. It gave me a few seconds of breathing room. The the atmosphere, the tension, the graphics, the gameplay, like I am very excited about everything about this now because... It, it is changing my opinion of what this game was. And I, like I said before, I was not hyped about it. Now I am very hyped because this is going to be a very good gaming experience. Totally agree. And I think it's the best looking game I've seen this year, at least off the top of my head. Maybe there's something I'm not remembering, but just the resolution, the textures, everything looks so good. And especially to be a remake is just How do just they not awesome. show this stuff in demos, man? Like, I get it, right? I have I have a very nice monitor. It's 4K. It's 120 hertz. Like, I mean, it's gorgeous. But when I watch these games, that was one of my complaints, right? Initially, it was I was like, dude, this game doesn't look that good in, right. the, in the demos they're showing. Hogwarts did that, right? For the, yeah. the one trailer, we were like, dude, this doesn't look that good. Why are they not like showing these graphics like initially at that point? Going, <laughs> look, this game looks good. Like we're 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 trying to make it look nice for you guys. Oh, it's so great! I'm so excited that you're uh, more on board now, Josh. I can't wait to play this one here in a couple weeks. All right. Well, we do want to remind all our listeners about our social media accounts. Make sure you follow us everywhere at Multiplayer Pod. We've really been dabbling into a lot of new video content. So I would especially recommend checking us out on YouTube and TikTok. We've also released some full length video reviews on Hi-Fi Rush, Dead Space and Horizon Call of the Mountain. So we would love for all you guys to go check those out. We promise it'll be a good time. It will be. Absolutely. (laughs) Or your money back. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right, time for our last story of the week, and I think this one might be Michael's favorite. He's been patiently so, waiting for his so favorite excited. story. I did not think we'd be talking about KFC here today, guys, but here we are. In the past, we have gotten some uh, golden nuggets from KFC, like their gaming PC that included a warming bucket that you could hold your chicken in. And now they are giving away Diablo 4 beta early access codes. All you have to do, guys, is go order a double down sandwich or any other sandwich on their menu in the app, and they will give you a free code, not just for the open beta one week early. This is for the two weeks early that you either have to pre-order the game or go buy some chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Give me that chicken! I've never had a double down, number one. I remember when they came around a long time ago, I thought, that's bananas looking. The bun are chicken patties. Like, this is is about as American as you can get. I am fairly confident that nowhere else in the world are people eating double down. So, number one, let me apologize for our country. It's wrapped in an American flag, like, paper. It's just ridiculous, (laughs) man. But you know what? I don't really have a lot of interest in, in, in eating a double down, but if it's getting me that free Diablo early access... I'm 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 gonna get me one. <laughs> no, I will not be getting one. I will be ordering. This is the best news about this article. First of all, what about Diablo makes you think? Hmm, chicken. I just yeah, it's nothing. I I when I saw the double down, like when I made the joke at the beginning about meat sweats, like how do you eat this? It's just it's. I love meat. I'm a carnivore. If you were to be like, hey, you can eat veggies or meat for the rest of your life, picking meat 100. percent But. Uh, the good thing about this article is I kept reading. It does say you can order the Devil Down or any other KFC sandwich. I will be picking any other KFC sandwich that has <laughs> bread for a bun, so I don't overwhelm myself with just sodium and fried. And you get it. So I probably haven't had KFC in five or more years. It's been a very long time. I just hate pre-ordering games. I don't like doing it. I don't like it as a practice. I don't like being forced to invest in a game for them to finish it and the product doesn't even come out done. So for me, I said, you know what? We're just going to do family dinner from KFC. I ordered a a family meal and then I did add a double down because I was like, why not? Let's try it. And I I, I cut in fourths. (laughs) Me, my (laughs) wife, and my two sons each got a fourth of the double down. It's its own meal. It's like it's like 1300 calories, all right? Like oh it's my goodness. It, it it it's it's hilarious. Um I will say driving it home it doesn't last very well. It was like steaming in the bag and kind of soggy mm. and it uh. wasn't the best product. But I think if you eat it in the restaurant it's probably a lot better, but who doesn't like fried chicken and bacon and cheese? Like I come do. on. I, I mean I I, I ate it with a fork and knife. I don't think you you want to like eat it with your fingers, but yeah, so I redeemed my code. I'm I'm all set up for that beta. So I will get signed up for this. That's this weekend. By the time you're listening to this episode, wow. that is this weekend that you can play the Diablo early access beta. Now, if you don't get a double down and destroy your arteries and you don't pre-order, then you can play the following weekend. So not this weekend, but next weekend. It's an open beta to the world at that point. Diablo 4 is up there with Starfield and Tears of the Kingdom as far as big game releases for this year. So I am insanely excited about Diablo 4. Uh, We will be deep diving it. It's just, you know, do you want early, early access to the beta? Are you willing to wait another weekend to do that? If you don't want to pre-order, which I am with you, Paul, I think pre-ordering is a terrible thing that gamers have fallen into and companies have taken advantage of. 
treat yourself to a double down or your whole family to a double down and you get the early, early <laughs> It'll feed access. your whole family. Yeah. <laughs> One sandwich. I'm, I'm so excited, though, that they're... But guys, this is a great year. Bethesda and Blizzard are putting out flagship games this year. I can't, I can't wait. Like two no, of my favorite that. studios. Let's, let's wait to see how they are. <laughs> it's right. been a pretty good year so far, though. It has. Yeah. It really has. I, we joke around, but 2023 has been infinitely better than 2022 already. I mean, we're only, we, we're yeah, not even done months. with Q1. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. You guys more confident in Diablo 4 or Starfield? Diablo 4. <laughs> Diablo 4. Diablo by a Yeah. I yeah. think Starfield has the potential to be the higher high, but Diablo yeah. 4 I have much more confidence in. Yeah. I think if, if Starfield is done well, if it's a good game, I think I will like it more than Diablo 4 just because of the way that I like to play games. But Diablo 4, I just, it, it's the same recipe that Blizzard does. They're good at it. They're not super buggy. I'm super excited, anyways. Just let me go kill that giant Diablo. Yeah, it'll be polished, and you get to play multiplayer. We'll have the a multiplayer blast is the thing. Like I don't. Oh, yeah. yeah, this is this is the funny part, right? Because I'm so hyped for Diablo Four, but my hype level comes from playing with friends. Diablo with friends is an absolute blast to play, man. And if you've never played Diablo before. I'll be honest, gameplay doesn't really, if you watch it, it just looks chaotic. It's just a whole horde of monsters and somebody wading through. Playing it is a completely different experience. And playing Diablo with friends is some of the most fun that you can have in a game, in my opinion. And that's what I am most excited for. If it was just solo Diablo, I would not have near the interest that I have in it. But man, am I excited to be able to play with you guys and a lot of our other friends that I know are going to be diving in as well. Yeah, the classes are fun. Multiplayer's fun. The story is great. It's it's a short campaign, but part of the fun is playing higher difficulty, tinkering, right. doing it again with your friends and leveling up. Yeah, it's absolute blast. All right. Well, that wraps up everything that we wanted to cover here this week. As a reminder, please check out our Patreon at MultiplayerSquad.com. And you can also come join our free Discord server with a link in the episode description. We hope that you guys will come back on Saturday for a quick take episode and then again on Monday for our next bonus round. And until next time, happy gaming. Paul, I'm just so happy you're still with us after eating that sandwich. So, yeah, thank you <laughs> for being here. Of course, feeling, down. Paul. <laughs> yeah, it's rough. He woke up today and it was a rough day. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> All right. See you, everybody.